conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Good morning. Happy Monday. What's going on? Happy Monday. Best day of the week. <laughs> there you go. Turn on that light. <laughs> Dude, I love that we're matching today unintentionally. The the little mint on mint color going on. It's kind of it like... Uh, I saw you pre-show and I went and changed. So. Oh, nice. How did you, you... Wow. Wow. Look at you, dude. Such a good co-host. Just trying know. to step up. Uh, I tried to grow a beard awesome. real quick, but that didn't happen. Yeah. I need yeah, like a month's notice. Hey, next month, next month, we'll get you, yeah. we'll get you started. Right. You know, um, dude, I'm excited for this episode. There's a lot to cover. I think like the industry just kind of threw a lot at us this last week. Thankfully, that's uh, job security for us. Um, but dude, how was yeah. the week before? How was the weekend? Yeah, it's it's funny how that happens. Some weeks, you know, we we come up with our own topics, and others five or six topics present themselves. So looking forward to getting yeah. into that. There's definitely a common thread of the topics we'll be discussing today, but For sure. weekend was good. It's nice and nice and hot, but you know, ready for fall and September and college football and not a 90 degree heat. I know I was going to say, this is actually the first day in Colorado, probably in the last month I've been able to wear a hoodie, but just because it's, kind of chilly this morning it's not uh 85 degrees by the time i wake up at six it's uh it's, it's a good feeling to have so I'm, right. I'm always down for that um perfect well before we jump in to story of the week and to all the other topics uh give a quick shout out to biscayne bay coffee if you are not drinking your coffee this morning with us then you need to go order it right now at BiscayneCoffee.com. Use the code good morning, get 10% off. And on top of that, 10% of it goes to helping the wildlife in the Biscayne Bay because it's such a great cause with great coffee. I think it's a great mission. We love working with them. So shout out and Steve feel, Turk and Biscayne. And I feel like a model every time you uh, you talk about it and I have a sip. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect timing. You know, the only modeling messaging. job I've ever had in, in my life. 
so probably the last one too you'll get um (laughs) but outside of that i am excited you want to just jump into story of the week and we'll say hi to grandma and get uh get the show rolling let's do it all right here we go Story of the week, the great resignation continues on, and it doesn't matter at what level uh, of an employee you are, it can hit anybody and everybody. So this week, it hit Joe Gebbia, founder of Bohemoth Airbnb. After what must have been a a 12-year run, uh, Joe has decided to to take a step back. I think he's going to retain a board seat, but... Um, it'll be interesting how this affects Airbnb long-term. I can't imagine Nate and Brian stepping away anytime soon, but if, and when they do, you know, when the founders depart, a piece of them goes, uh, and and the piece of what they represent in New York goes, Joe was kind of known for a lot of the side projects like Airbnb hotel or the pods in the backyard coming up with and, and testing out a lot of crazy new ideas. So um, we'll see if that continues, that legacy continues within Airbnb after his departure. But congrats, Joe. Uh, we'll see on the other side. The other side of a uh, billion dollars, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's also that. Like he yeah. never has to work again and his kids never have to work again. And his grandkids never have to work again. And their grandkids don't ever have to work again. But, you know, as long as they're responsible. I think I saw a stat that generational wealth in America only lasts on average three generations. So there's some screw ups that happen with, you know, kids of kids of billionaires. So be careful. Raise your kids right. Yeah. Raise your kids right. Don't give them all the money right away. Let them earn their keep, figure out their, their mission and passion in life first before they actually have funds and access to the funds. Uh, it's always a good, good play. But um, some other interesting things I think that we've seen through some more stories are going to come out through um, what we've seen on LinkedIn and just all this other stuff. But, you know, early stage funding, I think, you know, I've talked about this a few times Um I want to get your take on it because obviously it's going to roll into more stuff that we're going to talk about in the, in the episode. But um, I think we're, we've seen a big slowdown in funding overall, Series A, Series Bs, pre-seeds, seeds, all the stuff. Like they, We're not seeing the headlines as much. I'm seeing a lot more, at least in the kind of like European travel startup side. Um, not a lot on the US, but you know, we just see, you, you go to Focus Wire right now and Q stay lands a $6.5 million accelerated uh, hospitality fund, basically. Um, never heard of Q stay in my life, but they just received $6.5 million. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I just... Funds are still out there. Uh, multiples are heavily diminished. If you were a startup with good traction, trying to raise at a 20x multiple, then now bring that back to earth and you're getting somewhere between five and 10. Um, 
So that's really the biggest hit. And I think right now what we're seeing in the U.S. is kind of a push-pull between companies that still think it's 2021 and the multiples that they heard their friends getting versus what's reality now. And we talked about this, must have been four or five months ago, how the economy kind of trickles down. So the first thing that gets hit is the public markets, and then it trickles into um, like private equity and then late stage investment and then early stage investment. So we've now hit um, some of the early stage investment pieces that doesn't mean money's gone and dried up. Good companies will still get uh, get money and get invested in. It just means there's less money chasing um, chasing good companies than there was last year. Uh, and a lot of the investors are reserving their cash for follow-on investments in case companies are struggling uh, to get through the next two years. Now that'll come at a price. They'll have a reduction. Uh, it'll likely be a down round, but that's okay. The company can exist, get through whatever downturn we're in. Um, but what the, the knock-on effect there is as early stage funding slows, there's going to be more M&A activity. Mm -hmm. And congrats to Avantio this week. Uh, they got acquired by a company called Planet, who I have never heard of before. But that's yeah. I was gonna say the same, same on my end. I was like, but okay. yeah, look if if they do payments and Avantio has you know eighty thousand properties, you plug in the a payments platform on top of that, and Planet's gonna make their investments uh, back real quick on uh, yeah on the purchase of Avantio. So good seems like surface level a good uh, acquisition again i know almost nothing about the the company that acquired them but i've known a, a good number of the avantio folks so congrats to each and every one of you well done hope you enjoy working at the new company uh or made some money on the transaction but uh again not the not the first won't be the last i know there's kind of for a fact there's a couple more kind of in the pipeline so yeah, we'll see more and we'll report on them as they become public. For sure. And going to say another shout out to, you know, Simon Lehman, who we mentioned earlier when we kind of talked about the slowing of funding, right? Like we saw the, the shift a while ago. And, you know, again, Simon Lehman, AJL behind the, the purchase and acquisition of Avantio. I wouldn't be surprised if, again, we start seeing uh, more and more of this as well, because. That's uh, some big, big leadership in that side of the of the industry for them. So, well, very cool we know, to see. We know it's going to happen. Um, it's just, I mean, that's that's the cycle that we're in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully people can make some money on the transactions. Uh, it might not be as much as you were hoping when you started your company, but uh, a win's a win. So don't uh, don't knock it if you can get one and team up with a a good sister company or a good parent company do it. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, cause I'm, I'm curious that like, I know we're going to see a lot more acquisition and roll up. I'm wondering if we're going to start to see this pre, like the, the sign of this is going to be through integrations first. Uh, our, our company is going to start integrating with each other, creating more strategic partnerships instead of just, Hey, we're going to integrate with everybody, right? Like, 
uh, like every property management software usually is probably just pushing and pushing and pushing integrations, right? They want to be as connected to everybody as possible. Do you think we're going to see more integrations come first to then lead into partnerships? They're going to test all the water through integration or are we going to just see companies like Planet who we've never heard of come in and buy a big name that we've all heard of in the, in the space? Yeah, I mean, just speculating here, it's a lot easier to get an integration done than an acquisition done. Um, mm. You've seen uh, GSV, which rebranded to... Uh, somebody help me here. I know one of our listeners can chime in. Uh, <laughs> but they, they've tried this roll up and you know, I think it's going okay or, or pretty well. But being able to tie in... Um, an ecosystem, a closed loop ecosystem can be helpful. Uh, you can drive prices down. You can, you know, hook your customer to, to use all of your different softwares across platforms. I think, I think ultimately we're going to see more people from outside of the space moving into it and having the, their software inhabit. There it is. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Um, because I, I was totally drawing a blank on it. But I think we'll see more companies from outside the space start dipping their toe in, in hospitality or from hospitality into short-term rentals yeah. to have an exposure to it. Then we will see a whole lot of consolidation of, you know, PMS by another PMS buys another PMS. Um, could happen. I mean, those those certainly exist too. But more likely to follow the inhabit Goldman Sachs private equity mm -hmm. play to roll up a, a pseudo closed ecosystem. Yeah. The, the one thing I'm seeing too, just through the uh, slick talk podcast, just interviewing founders, right? Like there's a lot of property management softwares out there. I'm sure I could do a 10 episode series on 10 different founders and 10 different property management softwares. Uh, if not more episodes, but the one thing I'm seeing now, and I wouldn't know, I wouldn't say it's like consolidation, but I think we're seeing a lot, like you said, a lot of people from outside of the industry come into the industry with similar backgrounds like e-commerce or whether it's device and like IOT, you know, building and all this other stuff. But, you know, the property management software side is very heavy in hotels, short-term rentals. Uh, I'm sure plenty of other industries, whether it's cruise lines or um, you know, airline, all this other booking, anything booking related, uh, management reservation related is very popular, but I'm starting to see more and more of the, like these unique companies. Like, you know, you don't hear a lot of like, I'm not going to say names, but like noise or, um, you know, all these other different niche companies, right? Like there wasn't a lot, but now you start to see one or two kind of come into the space. Um, especially when it comes to like ordering furniture or whatever. So, it's very interesting to see the the lack of competition start to slowly grow where you're not like, oh, there used to be very little competitors with this company, but now there's kind of one, two, three, maybe four um, kind of popping out. And it's yeah. very interesting to watch. Competition is good. If you're the only one doing one thing for a long period of time, you're probably yeah. on the verge of crazy. But <laughs> If you have competition, that helps. It, it helps amplify the education of the market and all of that. Sure. It also helps with potential acquisitions uh, or mergers in the future. If they're really your competitors are really strong in one segment and you're really strong in another, 
even 100%. if you hate them, it might make sense to team up with them. Yeah. Now, what we talked about at the top of the show, early stage funding slowing, it's it's a challenging time, especially for capital intensive startups to get going. Um, but, you know, good good on the founders. I, I'm one of them. We're, we're not terribly capital intensive, but yeah. we are starting a company in the start of a potential recession. So, you know, there's, there's people that are crazy enough to go out and, and give it a go, but it's, if you're very capital intensive, it's a very bold move right now. Yeah. hundred percent. Couldn't agree more, but speaking of competition, I think it's a great segue into our, our next segment of uh, Verbo becoming the most downloadable tr- or downloaded uh, travel app, not downloadable, uh, downloaded travel app, uh, which is crazy because it received 10 million downloads the first half of the year, which is a little bit more than what it did all of last year. Um, and so we did a poll to LinkedIn. So if you didn't see the poll this morning, I'll comment it on the, the stream here. So you can go get put your vote in. But we want to know, are you seeing more Verbo bookings over Airbnb? Because um, as Gold and I were putting this episode together, you know, this was one of the topics. And it's a great topic because, you know, we've always seen Airbnb dominating. Um, but the big thing that we're curious about is does downloads on an app equal bookings? Um, and I think we answered this question together. But golden your opinion was no it's just a sign or early sign of shift in uh market search right people are now wanting to search outside of what they're already they're yeah. already used and just to. just because people are downloading your app like that's a good sign you're getting exposure marketing's working then it comes down to customer experience and being able to convert those eyeballs into bookings mm-hmm. what what i found super interesting you know the the six months prior to, I guess, the end of 2021, all of us, all of our LinkedIn feeds were filled with Hopper being the most downloaded app. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the Hopper sales pitch was we have Gen Z travelers downloading our app and, you know, more eyeballs is more bookings. Well, now that trend, you know, Hopper's down the list. I, I didn't see the entire list, but I think they were not even in the top five. Uh, um, they were... They were not doing super hot. Um, it was Google Maps, Booking.com, Uber, and then you got like Lyft and a few of those other ones uh, sticking out first. Airbnb went from fifth to ninth, so that's uh that's the biggest. Drop yeah, and I there. think like sure seems to me like Verbo is eating up market share from Hopper and Airbnb at least with likely the the younger crowd who's downloading apps um yeah we've seen a lot of stories about the airbnb fees and the hidden cameras and this and that um you and i both know that most of these properties are on all of these platforms but being able to see the shift in traveler exposure if nothing else away from airbnb and downloading verbo People now know they have alternatives. They might be price shopping. They might just have had a bad experience on Airbnb and don't want to use it anymore. Uh, I saw saw an article this weekend of a host that Airbnb on day of check-in, Airbnb just yanked the uh, 
uh, money away from them because the guest's flight was canceled. So now the host doesn't get a payout because the guest's flight was canceled. How, yeah. how is Airbnb controlling that decision and that money shouldn't be happening. So, um, you know, people might be encouraging their guests to use, to book through Verbo now instead of Airbnb. Um, so well Well, done Verbo, like the, whatever ads you're doing seem to be working. Uh, do we have any early results yet? Will on the, on the poll? Uh, early results would be right now, uh, it would be three, I would say 75% say Airbnb is still high, 25% saying no, but they're seeing a, a increase in Verbo. Uh, we did get a quote from our awesome new co-host who is joining us next week, Brandy Canale. Uh, she did text me last night uh, or when, or Sunday afternoon saying that they get a 9.5, they get 9.5 times more Airbnb bookings than they do Verbo. Um, and obviously a big reason for that is that they're in urban markets and they're full building units rather than single family homes. And I think you and I both know that single family homes obviously perform a lot better on Verbo. That's normally the traveler. It's not a single person looking for a spare room or mm-hmm. maybe a, a couple that can, can get a, a full house, yeah. but it's definitely the Verbo uh, largely conceded that market to Airbnb during the pandemic, when they offloaded pillow and apartment jet, they basically said, mm-hmm. we're, we're done trying to compete on the urban market. My guess is they'll be back in due time. Uh, but right now, leisure markets and ADRs are high enough to support the decision to not go after additional kind of urban markets and chew into Airbnb's space there. And if this trend of, of app downloads leads to bookings in the next six months, then yeah, they, they don't need to look at changing any strategy anytime soon. So well done, Team Verbo. Um, I guess earnings will come out soon. I haven't checked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good trend. And you know, all in all, that's what, as you want to, a lot of us want to see a rebalance of bookings where mm-hmm. 75% or nine in one aren't coming from a single source because you've essentially built your business on the backbone of someone else's business. Yeah. I am not saying in no means don't use OTAs. You should absolutely use OTAs. They, you pay them to do marketing for you and they do, a great, they do a great job of marketing for you. Um, but be cognizant of the balance that you have and try and make sure you're not entirely reliant on one channel. Cause I mean, look, anything could happen, right? Craziness could happen. Chesky could get in trouble with the SEC for something and Airbnb stock tanks, reputation tanks. And then, you know, if you don't have exposure on other platforms and the travelers are fleeing and, in droves, then, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're behind the eight ball. Cause sometimes some of these platforms, it takes a long time to get up and running on. Uh, 100%. So just be hedged, uh, use all the platforms, try and push them to your favorite platform when you can, but, uh, or direct, but 
don't be so reliant on a single company. 100%. And I was going to say, it's a perfect shout out for the Book Direct show coming up in Miami. Uh, I think that's the biggest message we're trying to get across is that it's not anti-OTA. It's not like you need to get off all the OTAs. You need to ban Airbnb and ban booking.com and all these things on, on your properties. It's really building off that funnel, You know, pushing the whole point of these OTAs is that they're doing the market for you, the marketing for you. It's a lower cost than what you would probably pay for paid advertising on Google or Facebook or Instagram. Um, and so just accept that feed, take that cost, but start pushing your guests towards your site, towards your email list, towards your brand. Um, because that's where when like, dude, when COVID hit, we had one property. It was a castle, uh, not in uh, Europe or anything cool, but in the United States. And immediately we lost on in one day within you know, a couple hours of the, you know, no travel, quarantine, stay home, two weeks of flatten the curve type deal. Uh, we lost 125K in revenue. 125K gets gone. And that was only about a month's worth of, rev- of uh, reservation. So to imagine the impact that a platform can do to your business like that, uh, it's pretty significant. So again, shout out to Book Direct Show coming up in Miami in October. Um, and hopefully we'll see you all there for the Destination Air Awards and the Book Direct show in total. Yeah. And I mean, to my knowledge, Airbnb is the only one that controls your income uh, and the payouts. So you're a little safer on booking and I think Hopper and definitely Verbo. But when, when a company can unilaterally make a decision on your behalf about your money, that's, mm-hmm. that's a concern, right? We've talked about that on this show for, for years, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a concern. Um, and it doesn't matter how stringent your cancellation terms are, they yeah. can change them. They can do whatever mm-hmm. they want. They've got As the you just heard, their, if they're- They've got the money in their bank and you don't. So Yeah. Well, um, as, say, as you just said, like- they had their flight canceled that day and they pulled it that day. So pretty, pretty intense. If you, if you don't ask me, but, um, but I mean, as a traveler, that's yeah. probably where you want to book, right? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> if you can get your money back for just about any reason, then may as well. Jennifer, could the increase in Verbo downloads be because many of the previous Verbo users were just on the website and now they're getting the app? It could be. Um, I think Verbo is normally the older generation that books desktop, right? Like not everybody, like I've booked on Verbo before, but I'm just, that I could see that knowing that if you're normally well, used to Well, what you just way. said, Will, was that the older generation still books on desktop the new younger generation downloads the app. So I do think it is a shift in age demographics within Verbo. Um, but we will see, I'm sure this fall at one of the, one of the conferences, someone's going to have stats on age demographics. Uh, we might even have some, some stats from Jamie at AirDNA that can share yeah. some of that with us, but it, it tells me anecdotally speaking that the, the age is shifting downwards for Verbo, which is a good thing. Cause I think, you know, historically their average booking came from, you know, a, a family 
typically a yeah. female booking that's between the ages of 45 and 55. But if, if more apps are coming in, then there's potential that that uh, is moving downstream a little bit. Totally agree. Totally agree. Good questions. Good comments. We love the live engagement. Just uh, at least I love it. I don't know if Michael loves it, but I'll, I'll say for myself, I love it. Um, well, we have to have our morning coffee. Hundred percent. That's why we got to be on top of it for everybody that's watching in live. Uh, we appreciate all the comments. We we love all the the feedback that we get behind the scenes of the show. But um, I want to transition before we fully wrap up. Is that we announced last week um, when we had Mike Baxter on from House of Gods Hotels. The guy's incredible. That was such a fun episode. Uh, so if you didn't hear it, you need to go check out the story and kind of what they're doing it. And it really ties into this experiential hospitality diversification, controlling your brand over your OTAs. We dove into a lot of that, uh, th those topics with Mike. Um, fascinating guy. Would love to meet up with him in person one day. But um, to, you know, plant the seed again, last week we announced that Brandy Canale, who's the COO of Sextant Stays, is going to be joining us as a monthly co-host the first Monday of every month. She'll be joining us on the show. Uh, and we just wanted to kind of make this, shift in the show we're seeing um the 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 audience anyone who's watching live watching the replay listening right now you guys are kind of you know really controlling the way this goes in a lot of ways outside of the news we cover news but uh we're, we're hearing that people want you know new and exciting and, and they like me and michael but you know we want to get other voices in the industry uh and so brandy was a natural uh reach out for us she just has a great understanding of operations very articulate she's very well diverse when it comes to property type and experience in the industry so hence that was a, a big reason and we will announce another co-host that is coming on monthly uh, to start to give us some more data and analytical and really solid uh, numbers background when it comes to a lot of these you know topics that we're discussing we can't announce yet it's soon and to call be us confirmed. out on on times that were incorrect <laughs> yes uh he may or may not own michael golden's house right now but who knows um yeah so it's it's exciting times we're really excited about the show and where it's going so we just want to say thank you to everyone who's been supporting to all of our listeners that uh listen on spotify and apple we're we're going to be making some changes um based on the feedback that we get and it's exciting for us because sometimes getting doing the same old thing uh, over and over again with just the two of us, which we talk a lot. Um, so it can get a little, uh, a little stale, not stale. I don't know. A little, you know, whatever you call it, but we just want to say thank you to everybody who's been really supporting the, the change and the shift in the show. And we're excited for our new co-host to be joining us, um, this coming up month. So it's very exciting. And, uh, before we, uh, hit the outro golden do you have anything else to add for our listeners and watchers out there today yeah keep the uh keep the news cycles coming this uh it, it helps with the show it helps with the narratives um it's also cool to see how many of the headlines actually tie in together with themes and predictions that we often talk about so mm -hmm. um keep doing cool things I like it. All right. Well, you heard it here first. We'll see you all next week on Good Morning Hospitality. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and repeat with all your friends and family. We'll see you all next Monday. Bye.